everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is the Game Bites Show podcast for Sunday, June the 4th, 2017. My name is LeGrand. I'm joined with Jeremy and Dale. Hello, hey. Jeremy and Dale. Hey there. Hey. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Dale. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, it's uh, E3 time-ish. Just about. Coming up, right? Yeah. This coming week. Uh, yeah, y'all excited E3. for that? E3. Do you guys get excited about E3 nowadays? Or uh, just kind of like whatever? I mean, like adult excitement, you know, where it's like mild interest. Except you just say you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be more exciting if you were actually going to E3? Would that be more exciting? I actually have no interest. In fact, I don't even go to PAX or anything like that. I mean, I know people... This is the first public E3. Yeah, it is. But, you know, it really is only exciting if you are sneaking in. I think that's the only the only real way. If you're not E3. supposed to be there. But, I mean, the thing is, I think everybody knows that you get the best E3 experience by just, like, sitting at home in front of your PC and just kind of watching stuff as it happens. Yep. Playing video games and have it on another monitor. Yeah, exactly. And just kind of look mm-hmm. up from time Gotta to time. Gotta take the day off to watch the press conferences yeah. for my podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, those are the three things. Then eventually you get a news dump from time to time. As opposed to just, like, standing around in, in hordes of, like, sweaty bros and, uh, you know. I'm sure it's a good time. I mean, it's fun to be in a big room full of like-minded people. Um, but, you know, I just I can't ever really get excited enough to, you know, pack any bags or anything, so... Uh, tomorrow is WWDC's keynote as well, the Apple Worldwide Developer Conference. I thought conference, you were going to say it was so. WWE or something like <laughs> No. The Apple Conference, where they announced all their new software and stuff is tomorrow. So that's... Yeah. I think that's, I have, like, inverse hype for that. Like, I, usually I'm, like, pushing back against that on Twitter or whatever, and people are just like, whoa, someone on stage showed some new earbuds. I'm like, bleh. So. Look at my Android phone. Well, th- th- this is their uh, their developers conference, so it's more about software than it is about hardware, right? In most cases. Yeah. No, I'm sure they'll they'll probably do some more skew morphism. I know they're big into that. Something's gonna look like stitch leather on an Apple. No, iPhone. they don't. Dude, <laughs> you're, you're like five years behind the time. It's nowadays. It's all like flat shaded. Oh, neo metamorphism. Everything. Skews. Yeah. That's a was it material design? All that business. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Google. I don't know. I, I don't know. There's some good stuff happening this week, and whatever you're into, hopefully you'll you'll find something cool. Well, as far as E3 goes, I, to be honest, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I do typically look forward to E3, but this year it seems like um, maybe a bit of an off year, just because we've already had so many awesome things come out this year, and I'm starting to think like, well, what what do they have left? What? Surely there's like some refractory period or something. There these, can be uh, they'll, they'll come out on stage and deep bow like they won't have anything. No. They'll be like, no, sorry, we gave you all the games. I think they have given us all the games. Yeah, I mean, Mass Effect came out. That's all that really matters. I mean, what's re- seriously, guys, what's left for <laughs> for the rest of this year? Like, uh, like things that Destiny? actually could release? Destiny 2? Well, I mean, Destiny 2. Dale, you know, we might actually have a great topic. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's hold the third on. segment of the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's get into our. We have a lot of pre three news, I think. Right. That's right. Uh, usually, the news kind of rolls back the tide. You know, kind of the the low tide of, of the news week before E three. But there have been things going on. Some good things. Some decent things. Decent gaming news things. Uh, so we're gonna. Get excited about some. What does that even mean? News. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to, you know, ease. The it's transition. an average week when it comes to video game stuff. It's pretty all right. Let let the listeners. Next judge. week will probably be better. 
Yes, it, it might be. It might very well be. We will find out. But for this week, uh, we've got some stuff for you. Uh, first of all, here's a pretty good one: the announcement of Nintendo's online service. So this is something that has been oft discussed since Nintendo uh, indicated that they would be charging for their online service. Uh, first off, uh, it will not be launching until 2018, which means that whatever online offerings they have will continue to be free through the rest of 2017. So you have a little bit of time to decide. Whatever online offerings they have. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, Mario Kart is the big one right now. Um, Splatoon is uh, going to be a pretty heavily online game. Um, and, and, you know, whatever else. But uh, once the online service launches, the cost for this service, drumroll, $19.99 a year. I'll pay that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I That's guess almost that. nothing, right? It, it is almost yeah. nothing. I mean, like a, couple, a dollar and a half a month, something like that. I'm pretty sure that's cheaper than feeding starving kids. You know what? I would do this instead of that. Oh, God, no. Um, (laughs) The thing is that uh, we don't really know much about what the online service will actually do, and really the online functionality so far has not been super... I mean, aside from being able to play games with your friends, which is kind of the... you know, the the barrier to, I mean, I mean, that's like the entry-level stuff. That's the minimum expected functionality. Stuff has been happening for 20 years. Yeah, exactly. 25 uh, years. The, the other thing is that um, the chat functions and the um, uh, party rooms and those kinds of things are going to be handled via a smartphone app. So all the chat stuff is going to be happening um, on your phone. Um, you, you will have to have a Nintendo account. The only other thing that really makes this special is what the, is being referred to as the classic game selection. So uh, we now know that it is distinct from the virtual console service. On well, they the haven't Switch. even announced that yet, have they? No, exactly. The so th- this will be something different from that. So this is going to be the monthly release of, quote, classic titles with added online play. So Super Mario Brothers 3, Balloon Fight, Dr. Mario will be available uh, as part of that. Uh, as we also understand, that will be... Uh, free during the month of its release, after which it will become a separate purchase that you actually buy, which is kind of a bummer, but uh, I don't know, for 20 bucks, maybe it's not bad. I mean, you'll play the game for a month anyway and not really ever want to go back to it. So. Well, it seems like this is the virtual console. This is the virtual console, right? Basically. No. Well, it's. I mean, it's old games, but it is distinct from the virtual console service. Is virtual console still going to be a thing, though? I mean, basically, you can buy those games after the fact. Isn't that the virtual yeah. console? I- uh, I don't know. I think it's just the, the difference between old games versus things that they're going to retool with this added online, you know, whatever it is they do. I think maybe they're doing away with that branding. Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past Nintendo just to have not gotten around to it yet. But uh, You're going to call so, it Switch Classic. Yeah. So you can pay for this all in one lump, uh, $19.99 a year, $3.99 a month, or $7.99 for three months. Uh, you might as well just splurge and uh, go for the $20. <laughs> splurge on the $20. Yeah, right? I'll wait for a discount. Uh, The thing is, as far as the uh, online chat goes and that sort of thing, um, we kind of know that's going to be a little bit of a mess, but it's kind of funny because Hori, the maker of third-party peripherals and headsets and things, is trying to step in to fill that weird void that Nintendo is leaving by their kind of backwards online strategy for for, uh, voice chat and stuff. Uh, So Hori is releasing a headset uh, that is branded for Splatoon 2 that will be out this summer. Uh, It's very, uh, it's actually kind of cool looking. It has the sort of Splatoon pop art with kind of the pseudo-Japanese stylings and, um, you know, Harajuku type 
type stuff. Uh, and they released kind of a cool art thing uh, on their Twitter of a of an Inkling boy wearing the headset, and, and it does look cool. Uh, but after you get to the headset, you end up going to a basically a, a three-way splitter or a Y splitter. Uh, it plugs into something that kind of looks like the little Splatoon squid icon, and then two jacks come out of that. One of them goes into your phone, and then one of them goes into the Switch. Um, so you're going to have to have a ton of cables and a bunch of peripherals. This is the dumbest thing ever. It is kind of the dumbest thing. And, and it, it's the dumbest thing ever that the Switch just doesn't have Bluetooth capability. That's the worst part of everything. I kind of, for some reason, thought that it had it, so I was ready this whole time for, like, a Bluetooth headset that I've got, and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. And I looked online, and But it doesn't have... matter, because the chat's going through your damn phone anyways, so it doesn't exactly. even there, matter. There it's, won't be a thing, yeah. It's dumb. And, and the thing is that I guess, <laughs> you know, the fact that Hori did this is kind of cool. It's just weird of Nintendo to make it something that Hori would have to do. Um, and it's really only a problem if you want to hear the game audio and the chat. You know, because if you just... oh a problem, yeah, I know you mean, something I... that you would want to do anyway, <laughs> something that we're doing right this moment, <laughs> I'm right try, now. I'm trying to put a positive spin. No, on no, it, Jeremy, it's totally you dumb. No, it is, it is, it it's is really dumb. dumb. Well, the, on the bright side, who wants to talk with random folks on the internet anyway, right? Yeah, Nintendo people anyway. Uh, no, oh yeah, oh. who wants to talk with random Nintendo people? Sorry, Nintendo people. Even uh, worse, <laughs> those guys who play nothing but Mario Kart and just run you over when you play them online. <laughs> Have you experienced that yet, Jeremy? No, no, I have not. I, I might, I might stay away from that for a while. But, you probably uh, should. But better do it before really the good. online service charges. Uh, I guess uh, this headset <laughs> is available in Japan only on July twenty first. If you're interested, you can import it and uh, carry around this. You know, you might, you might need a little backpack to carry around all the cables and stuff with you. But uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's. it's so they sell that backpack. Nintendo Switch branded backpack. Have you guys seen that? No, is that cool? I saw some dudes carrying it at the airport the other day. Oh, that's neat. It's like built to hold all your Nintendo Switch and the dock and all this stuff and room for. This probably really, you know, for mine, I don't know if I had talked about this. I think I did on the on the show where I got my Switch, but uh, I actually have this little uh, 3DS bag, and it just so happens that the little pocket for the 3DS is just big enough for a Switch with no Joy Cons attached. So I just demoted the 3DS out to the normal part of the backpack, and I strapped this thing in there. So now, where so. do you put the Joy Cons? Uh, I could kind of just like tuck them into the sides a little bit and just kind of zip over the top of them. So it, oh, okay. I don't know, it works out all right. So I don't have, and, and it looks more like a purse. So I'm very happy about carrying around my video game purse. Um, guys, uh, Pokemon Go is still a thing. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Uh, no, listen, next. have you uninstalled Pokemon Go from your phone? Yes, I never installed it. Trick See, question. I still have it. I <laughs> good man. Uh, no, but uh, I actually still have not uninstalled it. I don't play it that often. But here's the thing: uh, we're finally going to be getting the version of Pokemon Go that we always wanted, which may uh -huh. introduce some of the most requested features that uh, we sort of thought should be there from the beginning. Um, Niantic had a member of their staff interview a Brazilian outlet called O Globo and uh, talked about some of the things that may be coming out in a rumored summer update. Uh, this was with Matthew Defiat, uh, who is the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at Niantic, and he said, because of the great success of Pokemon Go, we had to postpone some of the new features that were planned. Now we're working on some new features for next summer in the Northern Hemisphere, like how to give more value to the choice of teams, the release of legendary Pokemon, and battles between players. Um, Niantic is kind of in an interesting position here, because they've indicated that social interactions are key to sustaining Pokemon Go, but at the same time, most of what's there for social interaction happens outside the game itself, on social media, or just people discussing things, or what have you. There's not really a lot of ways for players to directly interact with one another. In fact, uh, the senior product manager, Tatsuo Nomura, 
uh, had said that the designers expect people to play with other people, but there's just not really an outlet for that. Uh, CEO John Hankey told Wired uh, earlier this spring that uh, gyms might be a good place to introduce more player versus player mechanics. Uh, there have been some data mines done that showed that raids and gym features were in the works. Uh, so this is likely what they're going to be doing, which might make it a little bit more interesting than just simply walking around and, and you know, catching augmented reality Pokemon. Uh, the other update that may be included here is the addition of legendary Pokemon, which has sort of been hinted all along. I mean, in fact, the original trailer showed players battling together to capture Mewtwo, uh, which was kind of cool and got people fired up. Uh, and you guys might remember that there was a player who was able to get an Articuno, um, which uh, I guess was done by Activate. These words mean nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Jim. sure what's, what's an Articuno. No, Mewtwo, Articuno, those are, those are like Gen 1 Pokemon, you guys. You should know these. Uh, I'm nah, sorry. dude. Yeah, you should. No. Um, mm -hmm. Although, uh, we also have confirmation that legendary monsters would arrive before the end of 2017, so just kind of putting some puzzle pieces together. Uh, I will at least try is, it. Is Plague Father Nurgle one of the Pokemon? Is that, is that something? Or is, is, uh, is there a Bloodthirster of Corn among the, uh, the Pokemon? Darth, uh, Darth What's-His-Face is, is one of them. Oh, yeah, he's, he's my favorite. Yeah, Darth lets his face. You guys may nay say all that you want, but here's another little statistic to chew on. Uh, the Pokemon Company's profits were up by more than 2,400% uh, this fiscal year over the last one. Um, this was, the, of course, the 20th anniversary of Pokemon, which was celebrated all throughout 2016 and now into 2017. And uh, they generated more than $143 million in profit for the year ending in February 2017, which is more than 26 times its previous fiscal year. Uh, the Pokemon Company is a private company, but they do post its earnings in Japan's official government paper. And analyst Sirkon Toto uh, kind of made some commentary about the disclosure. He says, according to this disclosure, net profit reached a staggering 143.3 million US dollars in the fiscal year that ended February 28th, 2017. Uh, last year, which ended Feb uh, 2016, uh, the Pokemon company made only 5.6 million dollars. Um, what buoyed this, do you ask? Well, Pokemon Sun and Moon had a pretty big launch, but of course there's Pokemon Go, which has been making money, even though it's a free app, uh, apparently people have just been shoveling money into it, and uh, so that goes directly to the three partners of Pokemon Go, the Pokemon Company, Niantic, and Nintendo. Uh, you know, the interesting thing is that even the release year for Pokemon X and Y, the company only had $10.6 million in profits, so uh, definitely this year was a big, massive year for them. And uh, really the big difference seems to be Pokemon Go. So uh, this year it has been a little bit more quiet for the Pokemon Company. There have been two separate apps that were launched this spring. There was that Magikarp jump game uh, and then some sort of uh, Pokemon f dedicated fighting game, I guess, that you know didn't really seem to make as big a splash. So I guess it remains to be seen whether the summer update might, you know, goose the Pokemon Company again for this current fiscal year. So kind of wait and see how that goes. Um, something that uh, will also be getting a goose are submissions to the Steam store through Steam Direct. Uh, you guys might remember that Valve announced that it was going to be doing away with Steam Greenlight and replacing it with Steam Direct, which is basically a direct application process that would charge a fee, which would be recoupable for every game that was submitted. Uh, there was a big discussion going on about uh, you know how much that fee might prevent people, uh, and especially lower budget developers, from being able to participate in that process. Uh, you might remember the company was considering 
considering a fee between the $100 and $5,000 amount for each submission, uh, but it turns out $100 is the fee that Steam, uh, that Valve has settled on, uh, which also, as I mentioned, will be recoupable uh, after a game hits $1,000 in sales. That was according to an update by Ars Technica. Uh, Valve's blog post says, There were rational and convincing arguments made for both ends of the $100 to $5,000 spectrum. We mentioned our internal thinking beforehand had us hovering around the $500 mark, but as the community conversation really changed uh, to justify why the fee wasn't as low as possible and what uh, and to think about what we could do to make a low fee work. So in the end, we've decided we're going to aim for the lowest barrier to developers as possible with a $100 recoupable publishing fee per game, while at the same time work on features designed to help the store algorithm become better at helping you sift through games, which, side note by me, awesome, please do that. Um, we are going to look for the specific places, they continued, where human eyes can be injected into the store algorithm to ensure that it is working as intended and to ensure it doesn't miss something interesting. We're also going to look, uh, we're also going to closely monitor the kinds of game submissions we're receiving so that we're ready to implement more features like the trading card changes we covered in the last blog post, which aim to reduce financial incentives for bad actors to game the store algorithm. Uh, Steam is also, Valve is also making changes to the way the Steam curator system works, which I know is not super relevant to us on this show, but I guess to some people they like to have somebody tell them what to like. Uh, so uh, curators will soon be able to create... That's why we have a podcast on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody ditch your Steam curator. Talk to us. Uh, we, In fact, we actually... Ha I think we have... I need to talk to Jared about this. I thought we actually did have a Steam curators page. I don't think we've done anything with it, but uh, pay no attention to that. Just listen to the show. Um, they'll be able to uh, create and show more types of content, curators will, including lists, YouTube videos they've made, etc. Uh, if you're following a curator, you'll see that they have a bigger presence on the store, and uh, there will also be a system in place to let curators work more directly with uh, developers. Um, Valve did comment a little bit on the curator system as well. They said, unfortunately, while we shipped the curator feature in the first discovery update, uh, it hasn't received the attention it needs to be a good solution. So recently we've spent some time talking and listening to members of both sides, the curators using the system to provide the commentary on the store, and the players using the system to inform their decisions in both areas we've identified a set of work that we believe will make it more useful, and so on and so on. Uh, as far as Steam Direct, we don't have a date on when that will roll out, but uh, they say that their next blog post will cover the sunsetting of Steam Greenlight, which, um, you know, thinking back has really kind of been a, you know, six up, half a dozen down type of thing. It seems like while, you know, some folks really appreciated the ability to, to get into Steam through a process like that, just as many people were upset about the fact that it was a, you know, a popularity contest and didn't really have much based on merit. So I guess we'll look forward to seeing how that turns out with a more direct submission process. Uh, speaking of merit, I know that you guys, uh, Legrand at least, is a fan of the Polish studio People Can Fly. Who, oh, yeah. Who is known for Bulletstorm, primarily. Uh, they also, Aren't they owned by Epic? They are, I believe, a second-party developer for Epic. Uh, they're not owned by Epic because oh. uh, there has been an announcement by Square Enix that they will actually be working with People Can Fly on a new high-end original title for console and PC. Um, Square actually unveiled that arrangement, but both organizations provided statements. However, neither one really was super illuminating about what or when or how it might come to pass. Uh, People Can Fly, uh, as we mentioned earlier, have worked on Bulletstorm and have actually worked on several Gears of War installments in some capacity or another, so... We can probably make an educated guess that it's going to be a shooter of some kind. Um, actually, People Can Fly is also currently working with Epic Games, just to answer your, your comment, Legrand, uh, on Fortnite, which is the... Wait, not even that's sure not what a that real is. game. That's, yeah, that's like a big Unreal Engine 4 thing. It's supposed to be their big masterpiece to, you know, 
show off that engine. Um, but I don't think we really know uh, much about that either. I think so. <laughs> yeah, so they'll be working. It, no, it's it's had like beta uh, times, I think, and it's been they've had like developer videos and streams and all sorts of stuff on it. Yeah. But it hasn't really gotten a lot of attention. No, no. I mean, I think I mean, it, got... it was basically the follow-up to the, their Gears of War franchise, right? Right, like... since they're no longer working on that. Exactly. Yeah, this is going to be their thing. But uh, Gears 4 was really good. So, you know, Gears and we don't really know where it is in the pipeline either. I don't think we have an announcement on the release of Fortnite. So uh, it may be that people can fly are going to be working simultaneously with Square Enix on whatever their new thing is going to be. But uh, I don't know. People seem to really like their work. So I guess we'll look forward to what might come of that arrangement. And who knows? Maybe we'll see something in the coming week or so. Uh, Another announcement that happened this week. EA, with a long-running franchise Need for Speed, has announced the payback. Uh, outing, which will come out on November 10th and will feature, quote, blockbuster gameplay never before seen from the series. Um, I might normally naysay the Need for Speed series, but uh, there have been like 12 uh, Fast and Furious movies, so I don't know. That's people true. out there people out there like their cars. Um, and there's been one Need for Speed movie, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... I never saw that, but Neither I guess did I. Did I. it is a thing, at least. <laughs> um, so Need for Speed seems to be going. I'm just going to kind of make the comparison to more of a Grand Theft Auto type thing. So this is going to be a big narrative-based uh, game. Uh, it's what? supposed to be gripping and full of betrayal and revenge. Uh, the focus of gripping, the series is, huh? Yeah, the focus of the series has kind of moved somewhat uh, away from drifted, races. you might say. It has drifted, yes. Uh, Tokyo drifted away from just winning races <laughs> and gone more towards uh, just souping up your cool ride. And, and you can still win races if you want to. But uh, the reason I say Grand Theft Auto is because this is going to be a um, kind of semi-real world. So it's going to take place in Fortune Valley, which is sort of an analog to Las Vegas. Um, you won't play as one character, but actually three. And each one is sort of waging their own campaign against uh, a revenge campaign against a cartel called The House. Uh, your three characters will be... The House Always Wins. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, the racer, Mac, the showman, and Jess, the wheelman. So kind of, you know, can I can I admit something here? I never found the names of the characters, the protagonists in Grand Theft Auto V to be super memorable. I was always like, okay, one of these guys is Trevor, I think. And I think one of them is... So now we've got Tyler, Mac, Michael. and Jess. Yeah. Michael and Trevor. Yeah, Tre- Trevor and, and Michael and... Uh... Other guy. <laughs> Someone. Uh, why can't I think of it? I, I, anyway, Franklin. I, Franklin. It's Franklin. the black guy. Franklin. 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 I haven't played yes. GTA 5. What's the dog's name? Uh, Bo- Ch- Chawbone. I Interceptor. Think. Interceptor. <laughs> um, so anyway, it, it just kind of struck me as sort of a GTA 5 type of thing. So, uh, you know, they, allowing a lot of tune-up stuff. They've got a trailer. You can go take a look at it. It's been a while since I've played a Need for Speed game. and I'll get right on that, Jeremy. Yeah, Thanks. Maybe this will be an opportunity for that. Hey, something else that it's been a long time since I've played. Um, in Exile, who is known for The Bard's Tale, uh, which was uh, the kind of remake of the old Bard's Tale, uh, they're also making a new Bard's Tale, Bard's Tale 4, but they've announced a VR uh, game based in the Bard's Tale universe called The, Ma- the Mage's Tale, uh, which is going to be releasing on June 20th on Oculus Rift. It's actually going to take place in the Bard's Tale universe, like I said, between the Bard's Tale 3, Thief of Fate, and the upcoming Bard's Tale 4. Uh, will offer roughly 10 hours of first-person dungeon crawling and uh, action with spellcrafting and puzzle solving and combat. Um, there's a whole story hook to it. I don't know if anybody really cares too much about the specifics of that, but you'll be able to traverse 10 deadly dungeons, including the sewers of Scarabray, which is the town 
from uh, the Bard's Tale. Uh, in Exile said in a statement, As you delve deeper into the depths, you will discover and master forgotten secrets, ancient lore, and powerful spell reagents with which you can craft increasingly exotic spells to defeat even greater foes. Uh, you may be an apprentice now, but to save your master, this must become your mage's tale. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they laughed like that. Uh. But uh, In Exile CEO Brian Fargo, who is also a long-running creator of the series, said, Our goal was to use the old-school tried-and-true methods of game design and integrate that with everything that virtual reality offers. We wanted to get away from the VR experience and create the kind of media and full-scale game that gamers appreciate, which is, you know, kind of an interesting and admirable approach to it. And, you know, Bard's Tale, that first-person dungeon-crawling type thing, why not? Uh, that seems like it would be a great fit for something like VR. Uh, you can actually pre-order The Mage's Tale on the Oculus Store for 10% off at the $40 standard price. And uh, again, as I said earlier, it's coming out on June 20th, so in just a few weeks you'll be able oh. to try that out as well. I do have the Oculus Store installed. You may want oh, wow. to consider that. Um, I wanted to add a Toys to Life item here. It's been a while since we've seen that, but believe it or not, LEGO Dimensions is still getting some releases, and if I have to grudgingly admit it, they're actually kind of cool. Um, aside from the usual stuff, we know that uh, they've gotten things like The Simpsons, Sonic the Hedgehog, Adventure Time, Ghostbusters, those kinds of things. Uh, new announcement of the latest wave for LEGO Dimensions includes the Powerpuff Girls, Teen Titans Go, and Beetlejuice, uh, reaffirming again the fact that this is not for children, it is more for uh, adult men who were born in the 80s. Um, the Teen Titans Go expansion will include a new team pack and fun pack. The team pack includes minifigs of Raven and Beast Boy. Uh, the fun pack contains a minifig of Starfire and a 3-in-1 Titan robot. Um, no Robin, though. Robin probably must have come out. I guess you'd use the same Robin for Batman, who's been in there for a while. Um, there's also going to be a team and fun pack for the Powerpuff Girls, which I think they're coming back, by the way. Powerpuff Girls is cool again. Um, well, it never wasn't cool. It's, it's always just, been cool. Yeah, it what has always been about? cool. It has always been cool. Uh, the team pack contains minifigs of Blossom and Bubbles, uh, and there are also some little accessories that come with those. The fun pack includes Buttercup and a transformable Mega Blast bot. Uh, the Beetlejuice expansion, the weirdest one of all of these, is releasing as a fun pack only. Uh, I am not sure if this is the uh, movie Beetlejuice or like the cartoon. I actually don't have... There's a trailer for this, I want to say. Oh yeah, it is. It looks more like the movie. Uh, the Beetlejuice will come out only as a fun pack and includes a minifig of Beetlejuice along with a sandworm, uh, which can also be rebuilt into a haunted vacuum and spooky spider. Um, which, I, you know, part of the reason I wanted to talk about this, I didn't even know that LEGO... I mean, LEGO Dimensions now on store shelves is, like, super, super discounted, so it kind of went the way of all of the Toys to Life stuff, I guess, but it's uh, kind of cool that they're still releasing some new things. Uh, these new expansions... Maybe it's still selling. Yeah, it could be. I mean, at least they've got their contractually obligated releases that they still have to do, I suppose. Um, these new expansion packs will come out on September 12th this year. Uh, I already marked my calendar. Yes, I have to, uh, to not buy them. Uh, Dungeon <laughs> Defenders 2 is actually coming out, leaving early access next month, uh, or this month. Uh, Dungeon Defenders 2, of course, is the free-to-play follow-up to the original tower defense action RPG game. Uh, it was always super fun. I played a bunch of it. Um, See, in fact, it had... This is the problem with early access, because I was, I was just thinking, man, I could have swore that game's been out for like a year now. Right? Um, yeah. Early access. It's been out for like in early access for like two years. Yeah, so it, it actually like has been in early access since December 2014. What? So like two and a half two years. And a half years. Yeah, Holy. it's almost three years. Um, Trendy Entertainment announced that it will finally release for real, actual Trulio release on June 20th. 
which again is just in a few weeks' time, so look forward to that on our new release list in a couple of weeks. Um, however, uh, the game, although it's been free to play, has only been available in early access if you've bought some of their stuff. Uh, there's a starter pack currently available on Steam and I believe on console for 15 bucks, uh, and then an increasing amount of uh, different starter packs going all the way up to something that you can buy for $99.99. I'll get right on that. Hero Army Pack. Um, yeah, so uh, it has been doing some stuff. I mean, they've been tweaking and, and making changes to the game. There was a Terraria crossover uh, a little bit earlier this uh, the, earlier this past year, uh, which actually cross-pollinated some items and enemies into Terraria from, from the world of Dungeon Defenders, which is kind of cool. Um, I don't know. I've kind of been looking forward to this. They have changed the formula a little bit. I played a lot of Dungeon Defenders. Um, I, in fact, I played it on PS3 because I had move controls, so that was uh, an added bonus for me. Um, this, uh-huh. this will be coming to PS4 at least. I don't know if it's going to be on Xbox One, but, uh, you know, look forward to the free-to-play version <laughs> of that coming out uh, this month. So, kind of neat. Um, something that's not going to be coming out anytime soon, uh, in addition to the Life is Strange game that has been announced by Don't Nod, uh, there have been some hints that there's also going to be a Life is Strange prequel in development. Um, so Kotaku actually, uh, found out that there is a Life is Strange game that is going to be worked on by a studio called Deck Nine Games, which is actually, I, I checked this out, uh, they actually were previously known as Idle Minds, I-D-O-L Minds, and uh, that name may not ring a bell for a lot of people, but they happen to be known primarily for the release of Pain on PS3, which is the dude-flinging, irreverent, uh, physics-based game on PlayStation 3. Uh, I want to say they're based in Colorado, I think. Uh, So they have recently renamed themselves Deck Nine, and uh, they had announced in a press release that they signed a partnership deal with a leading AAA video game publisher and are deep in development on their first title, a brand new addition to a critically acclaimed franchise. All of that is true, uh, but it also turns out that on their website they had some placeholder images with the Life is Strange logo and and some other stuff on there, so people sort of figured out that they're going to be playing around in that franchise. Um... The uh, the thing about it is that uh, working as a prequel might make some sense. Uh, it, it does show, um, you know, there's some images available on Imager that you can go and take a look at. Uh, as a prequel, it kind of makes sense because you have that relationship between Max and Chloe, which is uh, which is uh, worth exploring, as well as uh, the missing girl Rachel Amber from, from the original game. Uh, which, by the way, uh, we'll get to this in the new releases. I guess I'll just spoil this right up, but uh, the one of the PlayStation Plus free games for June is going to be Life is Strange. So. Oh, wow. Um, and, and, you know, the other, the other, there is a possibility here that uh, that they could be working with Don't Nod on the actual same game. I mean, it would be a little bit weird, I, I think, honestly, to have two games like that in that series uh, announced at the same time. But uh, that is the current speculation that is running rampant. Uh, last item on the news for this week. This is kind of a weird one because uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, there was a game called Rhyme that's, uh, that was out there. It, it's uh, a sort of a cel-shaded child running around a island full of puzzles, that sort of thing. And I guess oh, every been... other indie game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so there Just has kidding. been some... It's cool, I guess. No, it's cool. Um, so there have been some statements made about the performance of the game, the, specifically the uh, technical performance of the game, because of the Denuvo DRM profile that it uses. Uh, and the developer of the game had said that they would be willing to remove the DRM if it could be hacked. And I don't know if they were specifically thinking that it could not be hacked, but they basically literally invited the 
hacking community to strip the DRM out of their game. And they said that if the hackers could do that, that they would themselves update the game to remove the Denuvo DRM. Uh, well, of course, what happened is that within about five days, uh, that was hacked. It actually matched the record for quickest DRM removal. Uh, the rec that record was held by uh, Resident Evil 7, and uh, so it's currently the fastest Denuvo crack that's available. And uh, actually, the uh, hacking community basically feels that it has greatly improved the performance of the game. Uh, the hacker in this case was Baldman, who's a member of Skid Row Games Reloaded, which is a game-cracking hub. And um, he said that the game would be much better without that huge abomination called Denuvo. In rhyme, that ugly creature went out of control. How do you like three hundreds of thousands calls to triggers during the initial game launch and save game loading? Uh, the game's producer, Corey, uh, Cody Bradley of Greybox, and said that Denuvo might be associated with a small performance hit. Um, the, uh, the folks over at uh, Tequila were had written on Steam that they would do that update if anyone should crack it, and it turns out they've made good on their promise. Uh, with a release from Team Greybox, they said, We at Team Greybox are following through on our promise from earlier this week that we will be replacing the current build of Rhyme with one that does not contain Denuvo. Please make sure your PC version of Rhyme has been updated if it has not done so automatically. So, kind of a weird little challenge from the game developers to the hacking community and the hacking community. What do they pay for that DRM? I don't know. I don't know. They now don't have. <laughs> They're getting yeah, a refund, exactly. whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not dumb. sure, but I don't know, maybe maybe Denuvo has to, I don't know, I don't know, that's a good question, but uh, anyhow, so if you have Rhyme, uh, hopefully you'll enjoy a performance increase on it, and uh, send a little thanks to those black hat hackers out there who are making your lives better, and that's all the news that we've got for this week. Well, thanks for that news, Jeremy, that no was, problem. started out strong, and stayed okay. strong all the way through. And the end was, uh, it was great as well. It was great. Uh, <laughs> on the new release list this week, Tekken 7 has, is out. It's out. Yeah. Tekken uh, 7, the king of Iron Fist. Can you believe tournament. that? Tekken 7. Chicken. Uh, it's out for PS4 and Xbox. What was the last One. Tekken that you guys played? Uh, probably sure. like Tekken 3. <laughs> I, I got real into 4. Uh, with, um, Which one was 4? That was, oh. that was actually when I was studying abroad in Japan, right? <laughs> so, like, I, uh, when I was over there, I had to buy a Japanese PS2, and uh, Tekken 4 had just come out. And um, so I, I got that, and I got together with a bunch of friends from school, and we had just, like, a like Tekken day, right? And um, that was pretty pretty badass. What was the other 3D fighting game that was around the same time? Soul Calibur? Not Soul Calibur, though. And there was another one. Virtual Fighter. Virtual Fighter. Virtual yes. Fighter. There you go. That's the one that I played over Tekken. Virtual Fighter is definitely a more, um, I don't know, tech technical. technical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's a word. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I look forward to like Tekken Cross Street Fighter when that comes out. No, you won't. I might. Only Maybe. if it's got move controls. Oh God, I hope it does. Devil Jin. Uh, also, uh, Claydon returns. This is Sengoku. Out for the the PlayStation stuff and PC. That's single. Uh, I don't know what that is. Wipeout Omega Collection on the PS4. Wipeout, dude. You guys remember that? Yes, I remember that. I have Wipeout uh, Dirt uh, 4. HD on my PS3 right now. Heck yeah! Ooh. I think I've still got the uh, uh, the Vita version installed on my Vita somewhere. Oh no, I have the I have the physical card of that, so I have the bubble for it, but it won't play unless I have the. Card. I do too, actually. I have the physical card of that Vita Wipeout 2049 or what was that? 2048 something. Something like that. Uh, Dirt 4 for the PS4 and the Xbox. 
uh, Chroma Squad for the Xbox. Uh, Farming Simulator 18. This is the 18th version. They've only they've made seven Tekkens <laughs> and 18 Farming Simulators. It's funny how they started Farming Simulator in 2000. Yeah. yeah, weird. And then a yearly release. Weird, weird, then. weird. I've just always wanted those to be as good as Sim Farm, and I don't think I've ever really enjoyed any of them as much as Sim Farm. Maybe I haven't. No, and Sim Ant. Sim Ant's way better. Uh, Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap. This is the game that uh, Dale mm-hmm. plays on the Switch. It's out for Steam, and it's on GOG as well. Cool game. Elder Scrolls Legend. This is the uh, that's card a card game. game. I'm right? playing that right now. Not right now. Oh, but cool. I started playing it last night, and I hope to get through like the eighth tutorial match. Probably. Can you play against friends? Because I installed that, but I haven't done anything with it yet. Maybe I should play against you. Uh, I I have still have a few more tutorial matches, and then I'll uh. be able to tell you. The one thing I can tell you is that I hate the artwork. <laughs> it's the artwork is really terrible. Um, but uh, I don't know. This it, this it made me like kind of want to install that Pathfinder game again. The uh, the Dungeons the card and Dragons game. one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played some of that also. Yeah, that was fun. The Pathfinder card game. Yeah. yeah, it's the funny thing about this is it's only out on Android tablets. I guess I don't know if you can do it and on Steam. your phone, but well, yeah, and, and and Steam. But when 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 you go to the store page on Google Play, uh, it says that it's this version is made for cell phones, but the announcement says Android tablets. So I don't know if there's a distinction hmm. to be made there. I don't know why they keep saying tablets, but I've installed it on a tablet. So, Jeremy, you wouldn't oh, last Rebel. five minutes in the world of Tamriel. Uh, actually, that is about all I've spent in the world of Tamriel. Um, so I look forward to my next five minutes <laughs> in Tamriel. Uh, okay. Also, I've got the uh, PlayStation Four or PlayStation Plus free games. Oh yes. Uh, Killing Floor Two and Life is Strange for the PS4. Uh, Abyss Odyssey and World Rally Championship Five for the PlayStation Three. Neon Chrome and Spy Chameleon for the PlayStation Vita, which are also cross play or cross buy at least on the playstation 4 uh xbox games with gold you get speed runners on uh, for the xbox one as well as watchdogs that old game is free uh and assassin's creed 3 and dragon age origins which are both good games for the xbox 360 so pick those up and play them on your xbox one uh for free you know a lot of and... people talk talk a lot of crap about assassin's creed 3 but i love that game uh, i really like it too in fact i like it too i played through it yeah. And Game the ending was uh, satisfying. Yeah. I like the ending too. Yep. Um, and uh, this is on here: free DLC pack for Phantom Dust, which is still free. Jeremy. Still free. Uh, also, uh, Twitch Prime has free games. Um, Twitch Prime is actually they bought Curse, or Curse bought them, or something else. So the the Curse client, I don't know if you ever used it before, but that's actually I used it for WoW mods, like way exactly. back in the day. That is the thing that is the Twitch client. Like, I went to go download the Twitch client, and it is the Curse client. So it just updated Sk- your Curse client? It's <laughs> skinned purple to look like Twitch. I'm not kidding you. Does it really whip the llama's ass, though? <laughs> no. It's not the Winamp client. They haven't bought Winamp yet. Nah. When was the last time you installed Winamp, Dale? <laughs> A long time ago. <laughs> uh, cool. Anyway, those are your free games, so get them while they're hot. And yeah. by hot, I mean this whole month you have to get them, so do it. Except for that Twitch Prime stuff, which usually lasts like three days or something. So you got to keep an eye on that Twitch. If you, if you have Amazon Prime, so that's the thing, is it's the Amazon Prime Twitch benefit that you get. Um, and You I, can also pay for Twitch Prime separately. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you can. Yeah, that's true. And but I don't um, know why you would do that and not just get Amazon The Prime. weird thing is that it, 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 like literally that stuff is like three days and then it's gone. I 
Still don't know why that is, but we're doing our best. Well, to when try and when you're on value. Twitch, if you're logged into Twitch, like I watch Twitch probably at least every other day, if not every day. But there's like a little icon. You'll get a little notification icon in the top right that lets you know if there's Twitch Prime stuff to get. Yeah, I usually do it through the app though. Like I'm honestly most of the time watching Twitch through either my tablet or my phone. Maybe it's I'm usually not on my desktop watching Twitch. So yeah, I'll I'll put it up on like a on a separate monitor at work or whatever, and have it just in the background as I work. But... Yeah, that is kind of neat. Anyway. That's right. it. New releases and free games. Nice. Very good. Uh, well, for topic this week, it's it's getting extremely topical to talk about uh, E3. You guys, you guys know E3, right? I've heard of E3. What is it? Well, every <laughs> third of E, uh, the game folks gather to talk about the new stuff that they're going to be putting out in. Uh, the period starting two years from now and extending out to two further years beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> so this time, um, it's, it's it's kind of like when they say like these are the things that we want to come out. Um, please give us your money and hope that they come out also. Do you think any? Do you think that'll happen any at all this year for like a Kickstarter? Do you think you'll get like a AAA developer or somebody up there going, please log on to Kickstarter? The last time, so so correct me if I'm wrong about this, the last and first time we saw it, was it just this, it wasn't just this past year, was it for Shenmue 3? Was, was, or was that the year ago. before? Okay, so that like was two years ago. Was that two years ago? Okay. I don't, I don't think they did one of those year. last year, but that was, I mean, that was a, a new and unique kind of thing where it was like, okay, fund this, fund this thing. And man, it took off. I mean, especially for that, the one that they announced on the Sony stage. So, so yeah, so the, so I'm sorry. So the topic is to discuss what yeah, E3 predictions, I guess. Are, are we going to do a little bit of soothsaying here? Is that yeah, uh, kind of look into that crystal ball? Well, we spoke the... briefly. Um, I mentioned that uh, I had a friend earlier today um, say, "Oh, you know, E3's coming up. How about that Bethesda? What do you think? Uh, is it uh, is it time for the Elder Scrolls Six? And I was like, nah, man, <laughs> it's not time for the L. It's gonna, it waited like another four years. Maybe it'll be time. Um, but but then I got to thinking, I was like, well, what does Bethesda actually have? Because cause like they, they own Arcane, which, I mean, Arcane have just put out two separate games in like the last six months, right? Between Prey and Dishonored 2. And then Bethesda also owns Id, and Doom has only been out for about a year now. Um, Quake Champions is is coming up from id i guess what else is bethesda doing i think fallout vr okay i mean and what like skyrim <laughs> on switch yeah sure uh, i i am looking forward to skyrim on switch i don't necessarily think it needs to be a big thing at e3 though you know what else just came out was uh they added like morrowind content to the elder scrolls online um, so maybe they'll be trying to kind of like pimp that some, I, I don't, but what else does Bethesda have machine games, right? Like when was that Wolfenstein? Was that like 2014, 2015? Uh, it seems uh, like it was a while ago. Yeah. So it might be time for their next thing to be announced. Wolfenstein. Yeah. Yeah. The, the team that made that. Was that been... Raven? Raven software? Machine Games was, oh, machine games. was the name. It was like a bunch of people that were ex Stardock and and some Raven probably too. I think. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I I guess it's probably about time for them to unveil whatever they're doing next. But beyond that, I don't, I don't know, man. Fallout Shelter Two, available now. I think people no. still play that game. Yeah, Fallout somebody Shelter. does. 
so what else? We also have, I guess since we're talking about Bethesda, they're primarily known for their PC-related stuff. Anything that we think is going to happen during the PC-themed uh, press event? Like the PC Gamer one? Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know they've done that the last couple of years. Um, right. I'll bet you Relic uh, has some like DLC or something to announce for Dawn of War Three. Uh, that just seems like a that seems like a slam dunk to me. Um, what else? Maybe some Cyberpunk. Maybe there'll be like a, a sneak peek. Oh yeah, oh, that's it's time for that. Yeah, it's been a while since they they uh, you know announced that or whatever. Well, I've um, never really they haven't really talked about it since they announced it though, right? Yeah. Well, they they said quiet. that they said that that would be the case. That like for, I don't know even why they unveiled it back then, but like that was way before The Witcher Three was even. Uh, the Witcher Three might have been announced. I think it was around the time when it was coming out, right? Witcher Three. Maybe I, I think it was pretty well before The Witcher Three actually came out, but it might have been around the time of announcement or something. Um, any any yeah. big uh, console ports? Anything from Sega or or someone else who's releasing something on PC that was previously console exclusive? Well, we've got Destiny Two, but we already know about that, right? Um, yeah. That's going to be at Activision's. Whatever they do, I'll tell you what I would like to see would be uh, Sega just port the entire Yakuza series over to PC. Um, That would be all of the all of the like PS3 level and up um, quality ports or whatever that they've done. That would be really cool because those are those are games that are kind of like they don't they don't really age. I guess you could say, or it's like they're you know. They um, there's like a million sequels, but they don't change all that much, you know, between right. each one, and they're all like interesting. So, um, all right. So, mm-hmm. how about Microsoft? So we have Project Scorpio. Um, they've been hinting a little bit recently about augmented reality. Are yeah, we AR, see right? Hololens. Hololens for Scorpio. Halo lens. Halo lens. Oh, That's man. the worst thing I've Killer. ever heard. Killer. Um. You know, I almost wonder, so how about this? Do you think they're going to announce just straight-up Oculus support for Xbox? That'd be pretty sweet. That seems like a good idea, doesn't it? Kind of. they should and do it, that, right? And it seems like it has the processing power, you know, that you would need from a PC to to be able to run that stuff. The thing about HoloLens is you just can't really do a whole lot of gamey stuff with it. I mean, not the kinds of things that people really want to play. So I, I kind of wonder if they're not just going to go full Oculus. That'd be awesome. Um, we're probably, I mean, we haven't actually seen any uh, Scorpio software running, so of course they're probably going to show. Uh, the question is, the question is though, Microsoft's thing isn't until what, like Monday, I think, next Monday. So it's uh, someone else probably is going to have an opportunity to show, like EA or something, um, to to be the first ones to show Scorpio software running. Whatever happened to Crackdown? Right. That's well, a question. Yeah. What else does Xbox have? What what are their big Halo, first party Gears, games anymore? Forza, Viva Pinata. But how big is? I mean, Halo is big, but it hasn't really made a big splash the last. No, the last. Same with Gears. Like Gears of War has been big last generation, but this generation yeah. hasn't really done. Much. I guess that's yeah, the same with you, Halo. Do you think the people would not? I mean, that still is going to get you cheers and applause at a at a keynote, right? Sure. I mean, I mean, you just get some monks chanting in the background, and then uh, other than other than that, I mean, they'll, they're going to have to do some new IPs, and their last things have been like Recore and. Uh... So how about this? Microsoft brings back Midtown Madness, you know, Midtown <laughs> Madness seventeen, eighteen, whatever it is, and uh, and they have you know that's their racing thing, 
How about, how about they, they released Phantom Dust for free because they're going to be doing a new next-gen Phantom Dust Phantom for the Project Dust. Scorpio. Yes. Uh, Sony. Yeah, it's got to be all about the Scorpio. But, it's we, gotta, we're not thinking yeah, big enough here. Microsoft would buy somebody, right? Who's Microsoft buying? <laughs> Disney. <laughs> EA. Nah, I don't know. Disney's buying Microsoft. D- D- say someone's buying someone. It's like a knife fight, and they've got their wrists strapped together, and who's going who's gonna to be the first one? It's a crab battle. Uh, <laughs> crab battle. Uh, what about Sony? <laughs> so the only thing I can really tell you about Sony is we know for sure that they've got um, uh, you know, God of War, which they're probably going to be showing that. The Last of Us 2 uh, is one of them. Um, uh, that, that new What was that new game where all the zombies were chasing the guy around? Days Gone? Days Gone. So th- those sorts of things. I mean, those are not necessarily going to be big reveals. Yep, that Uncharted DLC. Yeah, Uncharted, the Uncharted yeah. uh, add-on. That's, that's not DLC, Lost though. Legacy? That's a, that isn't that a separate well, it's release? Like standalone expansion, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Well, uh, I think that uh, Sony's coming off of a pretty strong, well, at least based on their reports um, for PlayStation VR. So There's, yeah. there's rumors of a From Software Sony Japan studio banger. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, the something or other, I can't remember what it was called. They were thinking that people had thought it was going to be Bloodborne two, but there was a new like Phantom um, something or other Phantom? Phantom Pain. Oh yeah, I heard about something. that. Yeah, the Phantom yeah, you heard Pain. about it on this podcast. Um, what about did you what guys about talk about that? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, oh, PSVR cool. though, so PSVR going to be making a comeback. I know that there's at least one uh, first person shooter type thing. I can't remember where I saw that, but. Um, how about this? How about this? Uh, my favorite thing from PSVR that's already come out. I mean, my favorite little experience was the Star Wars X-Wing thing for, for Battlefront. Oh, you like that, huh? Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's all I want from VR. I just want to be inside like science fiction fantasy cockpits all day long. Um, so Battlefront 2, I'm going to predict there is going to be a full X-Wing or Starfighter campaign, like actual missions that you can play totally in VR. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, I got a prediction. It's, it's, it doesn't fall under any of the big three or anything, but uh, uh, Telltale's Twin Peaks. Oh, that might be interesting. What's that? Uh, Twin Peaks, the TV show, the new, yeah. the new Dale Jones hot item. Tell, that... Telltale's Telltale's. What is Twin Peaks? Twin. Should Peaks. I know what this is? You, you know should. You you should at least know what Twin Peaks. <laughs> you don't know is. What Twin Peaks is. We're gonna talk to you after oh, the, the show. Showtime show. <laughs> yeah, the the show. It's uh, the show that Dale Jones is all over the internet have been raving about. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I, that just seems like something that would happen, doesn't it? Doesn't that seem like something? Uh, well, what is Telltale? So Telltale, their last thing was Guardians Batman? of the Galaxy. Oh no, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. Yeah, Batman right. too. Yeah, they Batman, did have Batman. They, Batman they, as well. They yeah right right so Batman two based on the Tim Burton Batman two. Uh, so yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't returns. know a new new IP crossover project from Telltale. Telltale's what? Fill in the blank. House of Tales. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Telltale's Ninja Turtles. Wow, that's actually not bad. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I don't have anything nearly that good. Uh, Telltale's uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary the Friends. Telltale Heart. Yeah, Telltale's Telltale Heart. <laughs> what about uh, Kojima's game? Telltale's Kojima's uh, game. Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Yeah. I, I mean, Death Stranding in general, I think we're going to be seeing Death Stranding at every E3 probably for the Death next Death Stranding seems more like years. a TGS thing at least well, sony's got to trot that out like all the time right and oh just sure show uh, a yeah, trailer yeah, i guess I, you're, you're probably oh yeah right. and like jeff Keeley will be like waiting in the wings like ready to give well, Kojima, isn't, like, isn't the earliest kiss. press conference this year done by ea on like saturday so they all uh, yeah. they all moved it forward yeah i have i have one 
thing that I, I think is more or less locked in for EA, and that's single-player DLC for Mass Effect Andromeda, um, featuring like the races that weren't already in the game from the Milky Way, like the Quarians. And the ones the, that are still traveling? Yeah, the Quarians and the Volus and the Drell and whoever else. Dude, I, I love the story part behind that. By the way, I'm playing that, but... <laughs> Where they're like, oh yeah, these guys just didn't get their act together, so they're not out here yet. And we don't know when. <laughs> no, we're see, see, all them. of those races have very <laughs> special needs for their like cryo tanks, right? Oh yeah, that's so what it was. It was it just uh, takes longer to yeah. develop that stuff. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny when they mentioned it though, because it seemed like there was like a little bit of anger, you know, or I don't know. They were kind of upset that those those guys weren't out there yet. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, they e three press conference schedule goes Saturday EA, Sunday Microsoft Bethesda. Monday, Sony and Ubisoft, and Tuesday, Nintendo. So. Sony, Ubisoft. We haven't mentioned Ubisoft, but... Nintendo gets to wait and see what everyone else does so they can drop some big hammers. Yeah. They'll Ubisoft, be like, all of this is coming to the Switch. Counterpoint. Here's how you share games on the Switch. So with Ubisoft, we already know that there's Far Cry 5, right? So there'll be more of that. But they'll also probably announce... I mean, when else are they going to announce the next Assassin's Creed? Tom right? Clancy. I have these shaky dice that I can roll, and it'll be Tom Clancy's, and then I've got, like, <laughs> Worf... It, like, I've got two words warfighter like yeah like warfighter fight war uh battle face under yeah under cry. battle under war yeah all of that stuff so it'll be tom at clancy's least three tom clancy's games. under tail <laughs> tom clancy's under tail. oh man uh yeah but they're not going with aisha tyler this year so the the best thing about them is going to be what kind of a train wreck is it going to be with whoever they get to do their their hosting <laughs> um, can't wait a yeah. uh, Kingdom Hearts three guys. Just yeah, Kingdom Hearts three. Okay, how about this? Kingdom Hearts three gets an actual release year, and it's going to be 2018. Final Fantasy seven um, remake episode one uh, is it's like a there's a demo disc in of that in Kingdom Hearts three. Um, uh, how a demo disc? Yeah, uh, demo disc. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about Nintendo themselves? Right. So, Legrand, you have Metroid five. Yeah. Metroid. I, I I think that Nintendo's got to pull out some more Wii U Wii U um, stuff. ports. Yeah, stuff from their from the back catalog. Well, Smash Brothers and uh, Captain, uh, Captain Toad, Toad uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers. Smash that's Brothers. that's the next killer app for the Switch. Yeah, yeah. So no. people see Smash, Smash Brothers. I don't, I don't think Wii we U. get. I don't think we get Wii U Smash Bros. I think we get like a new Smash Bros. Right? Switch okay. Smash Switch Bros. Dude. If they want to make like a trillion dollars this year, they just drop Smash Brothers. Yeah. That's it. Even but, even the old one. Like you saw how well Mario Kart did. That was like it was the, just the same game. Smash Brothers was like the biggest amiibo game, wasn't it? It was super amiibo game. And they're still not done releasing the original round of Smash Brothers amiibos, I think. Aren't there still some that they I mean they haven't released Bayonetta yet, right? Isn't isn't that one still supposed to come out at some point? Oh, that sounds cool. Bayonetta uh, three. I guess. Yeah, gets, I, don't gets know. I don't know if we're going to see any Bayonettas. Uh, what if uh, what if Microsoft revives the uh, the Dragon game that they canceled? Um, Scalebound. Scalebound, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's also a Platinum That's game, just happened, right? though. So, that's just happened. Yeah. Uh, are we going to see anything from Red Dead Redemption? I know that it was pushed back to 2018, but do we see a something at somebody's press conference for that? Mm. So they're going to want to talk about it, right? Sure. Hmm. I think they, they I, I I guarantee one of the publishers has made some sort of a deal with Red Dead Redemption with you know. How Rockstar about this? We're gonna see the uh PlayStation Pro slash Project Scorpio four K HDR effects that are included in Red Dead Redemption two. They'll use it to show off the tech. It would be Scorpio then, because play 
PlayStation Pro doesn't really need it. They don't need to show that off anymore. No, no. I mean, it'd, it'd be okay if they mentioned like, "Oh, it's got PlayStation Pro support." Right. They're just going to say like, point, "Oh, your best experience is going to be on our thing." Yeah, we 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 paid them to allow us to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, how about how about uh, who who's the big personality that they're gonna they're gonna throw out on stage? Are we gonna see Kojima take the stage? Are we gonna see Miyamoto doing things? Satoru Iwata comes back for one one last. Gabe Newell on stage Newell. at the PC gamer PC dropping game. Half Life Three at the yeah, uh, exclusive. Yeah, there we go. He's, he's gonna Let's come go out. And... He's gonna come out onto that little ramshackle stage at the PC thing, looking like a homeless person. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna sit down and like man spread in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Number one prediction done. Bam. Uh, okay, we have a winner. Yeah, uh, listeners. After that, uh, what else could be guessed about E3? Well, we after that man spread. Yeah, after Gabe Newell's man spread. But uh, we invite you to send us your predictions about E3 2017. Uh, social media is the best place you can do that. You can find us as a group collectively on Twitter at Game Byte Show. You can also send us your man spreading uh, predictions uh, individually. <laughs> Please don't. I am at Jeremy <laughs> underscore Lamont. Uh, you can find me at Legrand. And I am at Keldeldor. You can send all of your man-spreading predictions to Jared Red Idun, because uh, he's not here to say no, at R-E-D underscore I on Twitter. Uh, also, join his Twitch.tv channel, our Twitch.tv channel, uh, Twitch.tv slash Show, and bombard Jared in the chat with man-spreading predictions there. Uh, you can find that as early as possibly later today, if you're getting this podcast as soon as it comes out on Mondays. Uh, check the uh, YouTube archive over at YouTube.com slash Show for anything that you might have missed. You can also find our website on the internet, GameByteShow.com, and find a sidebar with all of our video content, a back catalog of our amazing, amazing podcasts. Uh, and you can also send your friends there, have them subscribe to iTunes or your RSS feed of choice. Uh, we do very well in uh, Pocket Casts and many other such things. Um, we'll be back at the middle of the week to talk to you about the games that we've been playing. Look forward to that. It'll be super cool. Um, until then, this has been your Game Byte Show podcast. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. See ya. Peace. And spread. Yes, yes, the